Hey guys, thank you for being on today. I'm really excited actually to find out my partner, David Upchurch in our EXP organization. I want to hear his stories, exactly how he started in real estate and how he transitioned into his independent company and now which he took his whole team to EXP Realty. David, welcome. And uh, you know, share your story, man. I, I think your story is very unique, how you started off and uh, how you are right now in, in, in your life where you just took your whole team to EXP Realty. Yeah, so my, I think my story is fairly unique because in, 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 two, in 1997, I had a, a buddy of mine that I've known since elementary school, got into real estate, and uh, or actually he got into real estate in 96 and bugged me all through 96, most of 97, trying to get me to, to get into real estate. And um, I wanted absolutely nothing to do with it. I'm not ashamed of that. Wanted absolutely nothing to do. I was working with social services. Um, I was a counseling psychology major and, and was working in that field. And, and uh, at that time, I kind of, end of 97, kind of felt like I needed a little bit of a change. Um, and he kept bugging me and kept bugging me. And so I gave it a little, I gave it a try just to see what would happen and instantly fell in love with it. Uh, quit my full-time job in 1998, and I've done nothing but real estate since then. Um, wow. uh, that was in Indiana, and then actually in 2000, in the end of 2002, basically 2003, we moved uh, moved my entire family from Indiana to Las Vegas um, to open up an independent office out there, and was there for probably about four years, uh, and then moved to Charlotte in 07. Um, and just kind of started fresh again and, and didn't know anybody in Vegas when we moved there and didn't know anybody I, I, in I want, I, want, I want you to tell me how you just picked Charlotte because you shared that story with me and that was kind of excitement. And just out of the blue, guys, a lot of people say they get scared of, of doing a big transition and kind of just talk about what you really went through in that, in that transition and what your mentality was. Yeah, so Charlotte was an easier pick um, than Vegas. When you're married with two kids and moving your entire family to Las Vegas, everybody thinks you're absolutely insane. Um, mm -hmm. And again, I didn't know anybody. I'd only, I'd only been there a few times just on, and on vacation. My wife had actually never been to Las Vegas. Um, wow. And we are still married to this day, almost 20 years. And uh, so we're happy. Uh, so Charlotte was a little bit easier of a pick. You know, our, our, my oldest started kindergarten in Las Vegas. And we knew we wanted, really our goal was to kind of move before he started kindergarten. Um, and so halfway through his kindergarten, uh, we moved to, to Charlotte because at that point, my family dynamic had changed and I really wanted to root, right? I wanted, I wanted my kids to, to grow up somewhere. Um, I didn't want to move around. So uh, we, again, I had never even been to Charlotte. My wife had never been to Charlotte. We looked at just different real estate markets and, and places that we thought would be a great place to raise a family. Um, and Charlotte was, uh, ended up being the top of our list. And, and, you know, I always joke with people and tell them it took me 48 hours to fall in love with this city. Um, so it, this is our home. This is our home now. Um, but I didn't know anybody, right? So I hear, I do hear a lot of people say, well, I, you know, I can't move. I can't do this, or I just got here. So I really can't be successful. And I just think that's a limiting, you know, it's a limiting belief, um, work ethic and dedication and drive is what's going to make somebody successful. If I had to move to Des Moines, Iowa tomorrow, um, I would, still, doing be, I would yeah. still be, it would take me a little bit, but I would be a successful realtor there as well. 
Um, I would figure and, it and out. Led, yeah. And what led you from, you know, a brand new location and, and then opening up your own branch. So what was the best practices that you did that really caught attention? And, and I know that you're, you're amazing. You're, you're up like $60 million already right now. And you're probably going to beat that this year. So talk about that a little bit. You know, it's, it's all about marketing, right? I mean, I tell a lot of people that I'm, I, I don't really own a real estate company. I own a marketing company. And that marketing company happens to sell real estate. You know, without people knowing about what we do and the value that we bring them, um, you know, they're not, one, they're not going to know to even call us. Um, right. And two, they're just going to use their next door neighbor's best friend's cousin that just got his license yesterday. So we have to be able to market ourselves in a very professional manner um, to show people that, you know, there are agents out there that, that do real estate part time. And then there are professional realtors that do this at a very high level. Um, and when you're, when you're dealing with the largest asset that you probably own, you probably should lean towards somebody that's a professional realtor. And there's a lot of really good realtors out there. Um, you know, there's a lot of really good realtors here in Charlotte. There's a lot of good realtors everywhere. So find those good, nice professional realtors that do this at a high level and do it very professional and, and work with those guys. And you found a big niche on your part in which you kind of, you know, even sometime I even dig in deep with you and say, how do you do this? How do you do that? I even, you know, uh, take a lot of your information and implement it here in New York too as well. Right. So what was that key point that you could teach a lot of people that really took you and, and how you started off um, and where you are right now with that marketing? I, I think yeah. that's you about you too as well. So share that. Yeah. So, so let me say this. There's, there's, um, there's multiple ways to generate leads in this business, right? So I can think of, of a, a very successful realtor that's here in town that does it completely the opposite of the way I do it. He's very mm -hmm. successful. Um, I don't want to do it his way. He doesn't want to do it my way. Um, so you have to find your individual way and do it. And here's what's my way. So let's go back to probably 2009. Um, I had a system called Boomtown. And I was spending, I was spending, you know, twelve, thirteen hundred dollars a month just on the platform, and then was spending another two grand, or maybe fifteen hundred a month on pay-per-click leads, Google pay-per-click leads. So the idea of these internet leads, where people would go to Google, they would type in Charlotte Homes for Sale or searching for homes, um, and uh, I would get the lead, and then I would work the lead. Right? You have to work it, um, and I did that for a couple of years. And I really got tired and I got drained um, with, you know, because Charlotte's a big city. You know, I mean, we're, you know, I, I could have an appointment, you know, here and then have another appointment here that's literally an hour, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, hour and 15 minutes away. And mm -hmm. so in 2000 and probably 12, probably 2012, I went ahead and, and cut Boomtown, cut the pay-per-click leads and really wow. decided to hone in. So instead of having that shotgun approach, I went in right. ahead and took a rifle and, and, and targeted uh, my neck of the woods, which is South Charlotte. So I'm in the suburbs of, of Charlotte. I'm actually in Union County and um, just focused on that area, that one zip code. Uh, price mm -hmm. points were really good. Um, it was a definitely a move up buyer. 
So a, a lot of 30-somethings that were transitioning in and transitioning out of the area, the school systems were fantastic. So a lot of those 30-somethings were looking for good school districts. So there was a lot of in and out. There was a lot of turnover. I happened to live in that area as well, so it was good. So I took all of my marketing resources, um, financial resources, and time resources, right, um, and, and honed it in on that one area and, and became kind of the local expert um, in that area. And that takes a while, right? That, yeah. I mean, it takes a while. I was telling somebody the other day, you know, I, when I first started farming, I was doing 5,000 cards and I was yep. doing them about once a month. And after about month seven, I literally thought I made the biggest mistake of my life. I mean, I wasn't selling anything. Right. The only thing that was happening was my account was dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. And remember, this is 2012. We just went through nine, 10, and 11. So it wasn't yeah. like I had a lot of financial resources at the time. So I was really gambling with, you know, money that I shouldn't have been gambling with, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and what I mean by gamble is I took a risk on these farm carts. And now we're doing 20,000 um, wow. every, every three weeks during the selling season and once a month. And the only month that we take off is December. Um, and then there's a few other things that we do. We do a lot of sponsorships here in this area with the schools. Um, you know, we're a Toys for Tots drop-off. We do a lot of community events. So we're trying to really be the local expert in that, in that small area um, in the suburbs of, of Charlotte. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and, and that's key because you keep telling me, and, I, and, and you know, I, I'm doing the farming, but, you know, you have to kind of stick through for years and years and years after, regardless of what the uh, outcome is. But the top of mind is definitely going to happen. That's, that's an awesome story. And I think anybody that's listening could definitely, um, you know, get an example from you that you have to stick through through each year. So what happened after that? You, you started growing your business and, and nope. I was, uh, I was with, uh, I was with at that time. I, I think I'd, I'd left Remax um, and I was with KW. Yeah, I was with KW when I started doing the farm cards. Um, I think I was with Remax when I had Boomtown. Yeah, I definitely was. Um, and then in 2016, um, I decided to go ahead and, and leave KW um, for really no other reason than I just didn't feel like I was getting enough value for right. what I was for what I was paying. Um, KW is a great company. Um, I still jokingly say it's the second best real estate company out there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, really didn't have anything. I've learned I learned a lot while I was there, um, but I just felt like it was time to go out on my own and and and. And so I opened up David F. Church Real Estate um, in that small, that, that town and right there on downtown and downtown Waxhaw. And, um, you know, now not only am I having a presence with farm cards and signs and community events, now they actually see me on the corner of Main Street as well. That's where my office is, very visible. Um, you know, again, it's just, I was telling to me the other day as well, you know, they said, well, how, somebody asked, well, how many people, do people really walk into a real estate office? And I'm like, no. They're like, then why are you paying that rent? I'm right. like, guys, you know, sometimes spending money isn't always about getting a deal. You yeah. know, sometimes you can't tell if you're getting a deal from that or not. Right. For me, it was about exposure. It was about, oh, there he is again. Oh, that's the guy that I get the card from. Oh, that's, you know, again, it just solidifies us a little bit more. So when people are thinking about selling, um, they think about us. And things were going really well. You know, in, in 2016, I think we did, I have to look, but I want to say about 20 million, maybe wow. probably about 20 million in 2016. It was just me and a, a buyer's agent and an admin. 
and that was it. Were you scared? Then, were you were you frightened? I mean, what was your thought process then? Oh yeah. Well, I'm a leaper, right? And what I mean by that is, there's times where I'll jump out of an airplane and then I'll go, oh, do I have my do I have my parachute? Right. So I'm a I'm I'm a risk taker, right? Right. Um, right. And so I it was a calculated risk leaving KW. I mean, really leave. Leaving a franchise like KW or Remax and going out on my own was not the risk. That was not the risk. Because those companies don't make agents successful. Uh The agents make the agents successful. You can name, I can name 20 really, 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 really good professional Remax agents. And I can name 20 really bad Remax agents. Right. I can name 20 really good KW professional agents and I can name 20 really bad. So it's not the franchise that makes you successful. It's you, you, the person that right. will make you successful or not. So me leaving KW really wasn't the risk, wasn't the jump. Um, it was opening up an office that's 2,300 square feet with three people, right. <laughs> me, right. a buyer's agent and an admin, right? right. Uh, it was one of those build it and they will come mentality. Right. Right. Build it and I'll grow into it. Everybody told me, build it and then do it. Yep. And I did just the opposite. So I'm not saying that was the right thing to do. It worked out for me. Um, you know, I kind of built the office and then kind of grew into it from there. Um, and then in, in 2000, we hired another a buyer's agent. And then I hired a listing partner in 2016. And then 2017, we did, I think we did just that 30 million. We did 114 transactions. Um, was wildly successful. Um, so things were actually going better than yeah, I really so you, were, you, you were actually growing. A lot of the people were saying that the old, I mean, I noticed that a lot, a lot of the independent companies out there, they all saw decline. You were actually growing. Yeah, and one I key thing that I think people could take away from this, and I want to kind of say this again, you are a marketing company. Yes, you're in, in real estate, but you are a marketing company and you have to kind of be in that mindset of, of moving forward. So yeah, that's awesome. You know, and, and the important thing I want people to understand is not all marketing costs money. Yeah. It costs time. Yep. It's either going to cost a lot of money or it's going to cost a lot of time. Right. Somebody yeah. said, what was it? They said sweat equity or yep. what was the other one? The sweat equity or sweat payment or something like that, right? You either, right. either I would say you either buy the leads or you beg for the leads, right? right. It's one of those two. Um, you know, and then, and then in 2018, um, we, uh, you know, I really pushed up the marketing again and, and we were on pace right now. We, we, we already have 50 million under contract, um, 160 transactions, 159, I think was today. So we'll probably hit about 170, 175 closed for the year, probably about 60, maybe 65 million. Um, But in, in May, um, I was reintroduced to EXP. I was actually introduced to EXP in 2016 when I was making the transition from KW to David F. Church Real Estate. And I'm almost ashamed to say I plugged my ears and I didn't right. want to hear it. I really didn't. And, and the person that was trying to explain it to me respected that. And I wish he wouldn't have. I wish he would have pushed me a little harder and forced me to listen and understand it before I said no. So I constantly tell people now, don't say no till you understand it. Then if you say no, that's fine. 
Right. Because the first reaction is, I don't want to hear something. I'm happy. Leave me alone. My reaction, the same thing. Awesome. So, so, I mean, think about that. So for one second, you were independent and then you really started getting introduced to EXP. Yep. And was it, wow, this is the, the biggest thing ever or wow. Like what happened in your mind at that second? It, like, it was, it was, wow, there's opportunities here that, that will help me do what I want to do for my own brokerage. Okay. And, and those things have nothing to do. It was training. Right. So I was telling someone the other day as well, you know, for me, you know, I have agents on my team that'll do 14 million this year. Wow. And then I've got agents on my team that'll do 3 million this year. And then I've got, then I've got brand new agents that were coming to me and wanting to work for me. And I was actually turning them away. Um, not because I didn't want them to work for me. It was the opposite. I knew that I couldn't provide them what they needed. Wow. Very different mindset. I tell yeah, my agent all the time. Mindset. You because don't work. in your stage, I think everybody like come on board. You know, I'll figure no. it out. But no, you had a different mindset. And again, awesome. it wasn't because I didn't think they would do a good job. It was because I didn't think I would do a good job for them. Because I, you know, training somebody that's done fourteen million, and somebody training somebody that doesn't know what the contract looks like, is yeah. it's hard to do, right? So right. I just I turned a lot of those agents away. Right. Um, and, and I felt bad about turning them away, but I, I told them, I'm going to disappoint you. I mean, I, I just know I am. So I'd rather disappoint you now than have you come over and four months later leave because you're disappointed. And, and what, what EXP provided me was an opportunity to utilize EXP as a, a, a cloud brokerage um, to get that training for those agents. Um, and in my opinion, the world-class training. Right. So I've been at other franchises. I know what their training looks like. And I'm not going to sit here and bash that training because it's the best training they can provide. Right. But with but EDXP, you know, if somebody wants to learn to be really good at, at Facebook ads, they can go on and take a class in the cloud from an a from an icon agent that is doing a lot of their business from Facebook ads that lives in Texas. Right. Not just the best person locally, yep. the best person in the company worldwide right if you want to if you want to be really good at farming find you know there's trainings from people like myself that a lot of their business comes from farming and i'm teaching people all over the country they're learning from me they're not you know it's not just they're not going to learn from somebody in their local market so the training was huge huge for me because i knew that i could now provide those agents what they needed um and not and not let them down so Training and then and then the stock options, you know, the stock rewards, the KV Core, the technology, those were things that, that got me excited uh, um, and has continually kept me excited about uh, EXP and what, what got me to join. Right. And, 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 and that's, that's great because right now you pointed out something, I think that as myself as well, uh, as an independent broker to coming on to EXP, um, what can you say to other independent brokers or brokers that are thinking about this or even teams? Because I think you're relating to them in, in a very, very important stage because how would this make sense to them, right? Because it made sense to you and you really tapped in. And what has that done for your expansion and recruitment and, and really providing more resources and, and touch back on what, you know, before you were telling us that, hey, listen, I couldn't provide that resource. You, you weren't the best. And what has, what's the difference now? 
You know, one of the things that I do hear from a lot of in the people that own their own company like me, that maybe work for one of these, like me, worked for these large franchises and then went out and opened their own, um, that they don't want, somebody did, told me the other day, I don't want to give up on my dream right. of owning my own franchise. Right. And I said, so you think I gave up on my dream? Right. That's a good point. I mean, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, we didn't either. I, yeah. I took my dream and made it better. I made right. it better, right? I didn't look at it as a loss. My company was doing more business. I mean, our goal for, the, for 2018 was a push goal with 50 million. Wow. We already had closed 51 million. Wow, congrats on that, so man. I didn't need, I didn't, if anybody didn't want to switch anything, it was me because things were working. Right. But I was able to see that this will actually make it better for the agents that entrust me to help them as a leader, as a as, leader, as a leader, you know, cause yeah. my, my position in, in the company has really changed. I mean, you know, every year from two, from 97 until, until 2017, I did every appointment, you know, 2017, I got a listing partner and we would do appointments together sometimes, sometimes she would do them on her own. And, and then in 2018, so this year I've done maybe three appointments this year. Right. Um, you know, so I'm really running the company and training and pouring into the agents that I work for. And, and that's another thing that I think that people need to understand. I tell my agents all the time, you don't work for me. I work for you. Important. I'm Important. here to help you grow. I can't make you get better, but I can teach you how to get better. You now have to grind and do, do the work, right? I can't do the work for you, but I can at least show you the speed bumps and the hurdles and avoid those things. Because listen, when you've been in the business this long and you've, you've made a lot of mistakes, right. I've made right. a lot of mistakes. Right. Right. Um, and, and if I can tell some agents which mistakes I've made and which ones to avoid, um, especially when it comes to, to marketing and spending money or spending time trying to generate leads. Um, I feel like that's a, a big value add. Um, you know, so, so, now I'm able to not only help the agents that work for, for me locally, I'm able to help as, as many agents uh, as I can everywhere. And, and, and agents expect that from you, right? I mean, they expect you to lead because you are the risk taker. You are the individual that's willing to go all out and, you know, see if something works, something, something doesn't work. And they want leadership and they will follow you towards that. And, and what has that done? for you as expanding the company and creating that uh, opportunity for other agents? You know, the, the, it's kind of sad to say this, but a lot of agents that I've talked to are disappointed with their leadership. Mm. Um, because I think they have this expectation of what they should get and then they don't get it. Yep. For, for whatever reason, right? For whatever reason, there's multiple reasons why some leaders don't lead, right? Um, and that's another reason there's a lot of turnover in the real estate industry, right? right. I don't have turnover. I don't. I've been open since 2016, and I've had one person leave. And the only reason that person left, it was very mutual uh, when they left, is they wanted to do commercial real estate. And even though my license in North Carolina says we can do commercial, we don't specialize in commercial. 
And I just didn't want to, I would rather refer that out to a, a professional commercial agent. Mm -hmm. um, and she really wanted to do commercial and I didn't want to open a commercial division. So we parted ways. Um, other than that, I don't, I don't have agents leave. And I think I, it's not because I'm charming, right? I mean, cause sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I can, I can be a grind to work with. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but they know that I have their back and they know that I'm accountable. I'm going to hold them accountable because they told me to hold them accountable. Right. I ask people permission. Can I have permission to hold you accountable to what you just said you wanted to achieve? Nice. You know, um, you know, I always have them set their own goals up and then we talk about how they're going to achieve those goals, what they're willing to do to achieve those goals. And then I ask them permission to hold them accountable to it. Wow. Wow. And then I remind them when I'm holding them accountable to it, that they wanted me to hold them accountable to it. Right. One of the biggest things that I'm, I'm facing, and I think a lot of the leaders in your position are facing too as well, you know, getting the production up for agents. And I think that that accountability is really important. Now, do you have them sign a contract or you just do a meeting every two weeks? What do you do to provide that for your, for, for your agents or whoever? Yeah. So no contracts. I don't, I, I don't really believe in contracts. Again, it's just my opinion, you know? Um, um, I think when you look somebody in the eye and say, Hey, I want to do this and I want you to help me do this right. to me, that's the contract, right? So we meet as a collective group every Tuesday. Um, and now we're meeting in the world every other Tuesday. And then every cool. other yeah, Tuesday, that. that's actually cool. the first and the third Tuesdays, we still meet face to face. Um, but other than that, we're meeting in the world, um, which is, Honestly, just as good, right? I mean, it really is. It's, You're embracing it's the new technology. You're embracing the new technology that's out there, how it's changing Absolutely. the new agents that are coming in. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, because my people know that I'm there for them, um, uh, I think they appreciate that because I don't really, unfortunately, not everywhere, but too often I hear, I didn't really have the, the, the support that I thought I was going to get going into company X. Right. Right. So, so, I mean, a couple of words before we get off, anybody in your positions, team leader, independent contractor, a broker that are looking at EXP, what has that done for you personally? Cause we understand that you're providing the leadership, you're providing the trainings, people could expand a lot more, um, they could grow their business. And what has that done for you? as somebody in your position, you know, thinking about this, uh, trying to understand this and why it makes sense for someone like you to jump over or, or at least look at the opportunity and what, what have, and how your life before and, and now, I mean, you explain that, but I just want to like pinpoint why somebody should really look into this and talk to you or talk to us or talk to anybody in, in, in EXP regarding this opportunity that's out there. Yeah. So, so there's, I, I, there's, for me personally, I'll tell you what it has done for me personally. For me personally, it's just allowed me to help more agents, mm. right? To help more agents. So, you know, when you've been in the business 20 years, you start to get gray and you start to, you know, you start to. <laughs> that's not, that's not give that off away right now. Yeah, right? You know, and, and, and I still love this business, but there's, I've evolved in this business. What I love more now is different than what I, li what I loved 15 years ago. Right? right. What I love now is helping people grow their business. Right. And, and 15 years ago, I would love help growing my business. 
because right. I was just getting started and I really needed to grow my own business. Um, so for a lot of people, um, the majority of people, they're in that 15 years ago, David, where they're, they're trying to grow their own business and they're trying to say, okay, what can this company do for me to help me grow my business? Um, and it's training. Mm-hmm. It's the technology with KV Core, SkySlope, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, the collaboration with mm-hmm. agents. I have, uh, you know, I have been with those big companies before and, and Kate, listen, KW has great collaboration. I don't know what to call EXP's collaboration if I'm calling KW's collaboration great. Amazing, awesome, unreal. Um, It's just, it's insane. It's almost like we're more excited to help other people um, because we're excited. And maybe it's because we have, we feel like we have an ownership of this company, right? You know, as this company grows, the stock's going to grow. My opportunity for passive income is going to grow. When you're at these, a lot of these other companies, you help grow the company. You don't really benefit that much, if at all. Right. You know, so I would hope to think that's not the case. But realistically, that's probably the case. And, and, but, and from, from, from you, David, Upchurch, real estate to EX, the team of EXP now, what has that done for you as an independent broker? And I think that that's, I, I really want you to relay that message. And I think you said a couple of times how that kind of developed. And I want somebody who was listening to this to understand that. How, how is, has that, that kind of t- taken off for your uh, team of EXP Realty? Yeah, now? I mean, it's just, it's allowed me to grow. It's allowed me to grow because I can now rely on EXP to do some of the things that I had shortcomings with, with technology and training and collaboration. You know, the collaboration in my office 10 months ago was the nine people that worked for David at Church Real Estate. We collaborated with each other. Now I had people like you and other agents across the country that I collaborated with. Now I have 16,000 agents that I can collaborate with at any time I want to. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. You know, it's helped, it helped me, it helped, it's helped me grow as a, as a business and it's helped my agents grow as agents. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things that we received from you, David, which is helping my team is that they know that obviously they have me as a team leader, as a broker, but they also know now that, Hey, David is there, right? David is there. If you know, I go on vacation and, and Hey, David could hop out or anything. They know that we were just having a conversation right now with my admin and you were showing her something, which is great because you know, it's a support system. It's that, you know, I'm not here alone doing this by myself mm. and we are consistently growing. It's like, you know, having a, a piece of pie from just a, just a little piece of pie or you're having this big piece of pie and, and you're getting more of it. And I think that's, that's really critical as collaboration too as well. And, um, and listen, even, even for somebody like me that's been in the business 20 years, I, I don't know what I don't know. Right. right. So, I mean, my upline and, and, and people at EXP has helped me tremendously. Because, you know, uh, my dad has always said to me, even growing up, if you didn't learn, he'd say something, you know, how was school today or, you know, whatever. He would always say, what'd you learn today? And if I said, and if I said nothing, he would tell me it was because you weren't paying attention. (laughs) You have an opportunity to learn something every day if you listen. You know, and and I think with EXP, a lot of people don't want to listen. It's okay to say no, to say, you know what, that's not for me. 
I don't want to do that. But at least say no to something you understand. Understand, yeah. dig into it, see what it's about, and then say no. Yeah, really important. But just to say no because I'm, I don't want to look at that because I'm happy where I am, in my opinion, is not, you're just not, you're not thinking like a business person. Yeah. Look at the opportunity and then say no. Hit it again. You're not what? You're not thinking like a business person. You're not thinking like a business owner if you're going to say no to something before you know what, what you're saying no to. And that's critical, right? Because I think that a lot of us come as agents. We start developing ourselves as independent contractors or entrepreneurs and become entrepreneurs. And then we start hiring someone. And then I think after that, it just becomes a threshold. That's why 1% of 1% of making most of the transaction until you become a business owner and you start looking at the business. I mean, if, if, you, if you got your license four days ago and you've sold zero houses, you're a business owner. Right. Yep. You're a business. You're still a business owner. You're right. not a successful one yet, but you still have to think like a business owner. Yep. Yep. Awesome. You're not an employee of your brokerage. Your brokerage works for you. You don't work for your brokerage. Yep. yep. You're the CEO of your company. You are absolutely. Yep. Couple last words, David. How somebody get in touch with you? How somebody contact you for asking more questions? I know you're building a website right now. Uh, and a couple of last words before we get out of here. And, and, and thank you for being on one more yep. time. No problem. So what I'll do is uh, instead of just saying, I'll, I'll actually put all my information right here on email, phone number, website address, how to contact me directly. Um, anybody that's watching this, I don't care what brokerage you're with. I don't care where, what part of this country you're in. If you've got a question, um, I've got 30 minutes to talk to you. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, David. Thank you for being on today. Excited about you coming on and uh, let's get this started, brother. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, man. Thanks a lot, bud. Be advised that the topics and contents discussed in this podcast are opinions intended as general information based on personal accounts and experiences by the host Rami Danoa and his guests. We recommend that listeners seek professional advice or research before making a business decision. This podcast is produced separately and independently from EXP Realty and is not sponsored or funded by EXP Realty.